you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Go ahead and open up your Bibles if you have them to Matthew 28. Matthew chapter 28. We're going to start in verses 19 and 20. As soon as you've found that place in your Bible, Matthew chapter 28, go ahead and hold your Bibles up. And we're going to say our Bible declaration together. Since we don't have a screen, though, and in case anyone needs help remembering it, I will say a line and then you guys repeat after me, okay? And a lot of you are far away, so will you shout so I can hear you? Thank you, Norma. All right. All right, so hold your Bibles up and say, this is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. Amen. So you should be in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20 now. Let's go ahead and read this scripture together. Again, loudly so I can hear you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus commissioned his disciples in the great commission to go and make more disciples. Something that's interesting, right before Jesus gives this great commission to his disciples, they were doubting him. They were full of unbelief as he had died and been resurrected. They were full of unbelief and Jesus rebuked them and said, you guys, you are full of unbelief but then turns around and immediately says, go and make disciples. He commissions them. Because Jesus can see in you more than you can see in yourself. Jesus can see the truth of who you are created to be, even when you're not yet fully fulfilling that yet. And so the same is true for us. He says to us, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them, discipling them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Two weeks ago, we shared the mission for the Rock Church, building solid lives. At the Rock, we build solid lives lives. We are building up people to have solid lives. We are not building up buildings to bring people in to hope for the best. We are building solid lives in people because Jesus looks at people 
And so we look at people. Jesus doesn't look at buildings and see greatness for buildings. He looks at people and he sees greatness for people. And so at the rock, we draw on that and we say we are here in Hesperia to build solid lives. If we build buildings, that'll be great. But it will be to build solid lives in people. And look, here we are outside of the park, building solid lives. We will build solid lives wherever we go. Luke 6, 46 to 49. Jesus says, whoever comes to me, to Jesus, hears my sayings and does them. He says, I'll show you whom he's like. I will show you. His life is strong. His life is built on a firm foundation. The one who comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them. That is the person who has a solid life. The person who comes to Jesus and hears his sayings, so far so good, but doesn't do them, he may as well have not even come to Jesus and heard his sayings because he has no foundation. He has built his house just on the earth. And so for each of those people, when the storms of life come, storms come in our lives, right? When the storms of life come, the one who does not have the firm foundation, the one who came to Jesus and heard his sayings, hopefully, but didn't do them, he's on a weak foundation. The storms of life come and defeat that person's life. But the person who comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, he is on a firm foundation, building his life solid on the word of God. When the storms of life come, that life cannot be shaken. And this is what we're after at The Rock. We are after building solid lives so that when the storm comes to any life, that life is strong, it is built on the word of God, it is firmly rooted in the word, knowing what the word says, knowing the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Those are the lives that we are after here. Those are the lives that we are after in this desert, building solid lives. Come to Jesus, hear his sayings, and do them. This is how we get a solid life. And then last week, we shared our vision. Now, if you remember, we have a short-term vision and a long-term vision. Our long-term vision at The Rock is be fruitful and multiply. We see this truth throughout Scripture where God tells his people, be fruitful and multiply. He says to Adam, he says to Noah, be fruitful and multiply. And so that is our long-term vision at The Rock. Be fruitful and multiply. It is a command from the Lord. There are too many Christian lives that can be looked at and seen that they are not fruitful. Too many barren Christians. Jesus said, you'll know them by, your, by their fruit. You will know them, Christians, by their fruit, what they're producing, what's coming out of their life. Not you'll know them because they show up to church on Sunday even every week. That's not a proof. 
Not you'll know them because they put a fish sticker on the back of their car. Not know them because they voted for the Republican candidate. <laughs> Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. Be fruitful and multiply. The Christian life begs for fruitfulness, for multiplication, to be fruitful and to multiply. And so that is our long-term vision. In Genesis 35, 11, God says to Jacob, he says, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. He says to Jacob, who would later become Israel, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. I am God Almighty. You be fruitful and multiply. The power comes from the Lord for our fruitfulness and our multiplication. It is God who partners with us. It's not us doing it on our own. See, there is no one here who is more advantaged than anyone else. There is no one here who is less advantaged, more disadvantaged than anyone else because it is the power of the Lord working in us that causes us to be fruitful and to multiply. God provides the supernatural power for us to do the thing that he tells us to do. Because when we think about these three steps, come to Jesus, hear his sayings, and do them, it sounds easy, right? There's only three steps. I can do three steps. But the reality is, is that it's not always easy to just do what Jesus tells us to do. But with the supernatural power of the Lord working through us, we can do what God tells us to do. 1 Corinthians tells us, in fact, that God uses the foolish things to shame the wise. He uses the weak things of this world to shame the mighty. So are you in this boat with me? God, I don't really have much to offer you. I'm not cool. I wouldn't call myself relevant. I don't think I have snazzy, catchy things to say. You know what else? I love all of you. I would never choose to stand here. He uses the foolish things to shame the wise. You are not disadvantaged. No matter how much you think is lacking in your life, no matter how much you think, I don't have anything great to say, no matter what you think disadvantages you, it does not. Because it is the power of God working through us. He says, I am the Lord God Almighty. I will do it. Be fruitful and multiply. And so that is our long-term vision at The Rock, is to be fruitful and to multiply, to allow God to use this work for fruitfulness and multiplication. John 15, 5, Jesus says, He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. So we see the proof in Scripture that we must bear fruit in our Christian lives. We must bear fruit. Our short-term vision, plant as many house churches as you can and get ready to multiply. This is a word to our senior pastor, Jerry Dearman, from the Lord. He says, the Lord says, plant as many house churches as you can and get ready 
to multiply. Plant as many house churches as you can. I wonder how many people are here today and how many house churches we could plant from the people that are here today. Plant as many house churches as you can and get ready to multiply. So this week, we're talking about our updated ministry model. If you'll listen to what the Lord is saying, you will hear clearly that his plan is to work through us to reach multitudes, to reach many people. And he has given us the strategy to do that. So today we hear the strategy from the Lord. So our updated ministry model is number one, gather. Number two, grow. And number three, go. Gather, grow, and go. We gather in gatherings, services, in fellowship. This is us gathering together. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Gather. Christians are called to gather together. We've been through a period of time where we've been at home and yet still able to gather together in families at home. And now we're able to gather outside of the park. So the Lord says, gather, and we respond. We say, yes, Lord, we'll do what you say. We will gather together. There are some Christians that think, I can be a Christian. I don't have to go to church. I love Jesus. I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. But what did we just read from Hebrews 10.25? Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Don't stop assembling, keep gathering together. So if we put that together with what we heard from Luke 6, 46, where Jesus says, come to me, hear my sayings and do them. We're going to go all the way full force to step number three, and we're going to do what Jesus says. If somebody is just willingly saying, I can be a Christian and not do A, B, C, or X, Y, Z, that's commanded in the scripture, You have to wonder then, are you really saved if you're not doing what the Lord is telling you to do? If you intentionally neglect something that the Lord is telling you to do. Because see, Jesus himself, because he's the one himself that gave the instruction, come to me, hear my sayings and do them. I think Jesus has an issue with people not doing what he says to do. That's Jesus talking, okay? There are a few heads nodding. I think he's on board with us doing what he says to do. I think that he is not on board with us not doing what he says to do. So we gather together. Number one, gather We will gather in homes, in house churches. We will gather in larger gatherings, like this at the park. We will gather together as believers. 
And so this step is primarily for believers to gather together in these settings. And this gathering is designed to multiply. We believe from the direction of the Lord that as we increase in the house churches that we plant and start, that we will see an increase in multiplication of people coming to the Lord. We will see more house churches planted and started than we will probably see campuses planted and started. And it's because it's what the Lord is speaking to us at his direction. Number two, grow. This is discipleship. We're going to gather together. And then step two, we're going to grow in discipleship. So this is more than just attending church on Sunday. It's even more than just attending every Sunday. Discipleship doesn't really happen in this setting. We're hearing from the Lord and we're gathering together. But this is not really where discipleship, day to day, how do I handle my life, walk me through this, I need help, really happen. It happens in discipleship. And it is important that we take intentional steps to disciple, to follow after what the Lord is telling us to do, to draw near to him, to hear his voice. And to be able to become every single one of us disciples of Jesus who can now go and make disciples. Because in the Great Commission that we read in Matthew 28, Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples. And the same commission holds true for us. He says to you, rock church, the rock, my people, go and make disciples, every single one of you. It's not limited It is not limited. It is not limited to people who are pastors. It is not limited to people who have been saved for more than 12 years and have gone through certain steps in the church. I don't even know, right? But there's no requirement like that. Listen to me. If you got saved last Sunday, if you got saved last night, then today, right now, you are called to go find somebody and make them a disciple of Jesus Christ. There is no waiting to be good enough. There's no waiting to be better. There's no waiting to get more saved, right? To get rid of more sin, to be less sinful. No. The moment that you're saved, all right, you're a part of the body of Christ and everything here applies to you. Jesus just said to you, go and make disciples. So we will disciple people in some very intentional ways through daily disciplines. Okay, raise your hand if you love discipline. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. I think I see like four hands. Not counting mine. This is an example, okay? This is like to... I told you to raise your hand. Look, raise your hand. I don't love discipline. Edie loves discipline. Discipline is hard. And we're talking about disciplining ourselves daily? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Daily disciplines. Reading the Bible. Praying. Journaling. Writing down. 
what you read in the Bible. I was talking to my son about this on the way to church today. My nine-year-old. He wants to rescue animals when he grows up. I am so in love with him. He wants to rescue animals. And so he's got some ideas about what this may look like when he grows up. So we're talking about, well, you love rescuing animals. God is the one who put that in you. God is the one who put talents, desires in you, unless they're ungodly, okay? He did not put those there. I'm talking to my nine-year-old about this. Okay, son, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray at nine years old, and we're going to say, God, what's your plan for my life? What do you want me to be when I grow up? Certainly God has a plan. Certainly God created Jonathan. God knows exactly what he wants from Jonathan's life. And it is good. And it is fulfilling. And so we went through a little process of, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't look like what I think it's going to look like? Well, God loves you. He is not going to take away good things from you. And if it looks different than what you pictured, don't worry about it. God's plan has got all of it wrapped up in there. What if he sends you off to be a missionary and you live in the middle of the jungle and you're surrounded by all kinds of, I don't even know what's out there, right? That you never would have seen before. But here's the point. Pray, son. Read your Bible, son. And journal. And let the Lord speak to you. Because he is speaking and he wants us to hear him. But we have to take time daily in these daily disciplines, to hear from the Lord. I've got to work so hard to get my flesh, my soul, that thinks it's still the boss of me out of the way, that daily I have to come to the Lord. So this is discipleship, daily disciplines, reading our Bibles, journaling, and praying. Also, The Rock has made available on YouTube daily scripture reading where Pastor Jerry reads through one chapter of the New Testament every day. And it is wonderful because we can open up the Bible and read. We can open up the Bible and read in context, understanding who we're talking about, where we are geographically, what's happening, why is this important. So why wouldn't I love to sit underneath a teacher who can read me through a chapter of the New Testament and teach me through it. What does this mean? What is the Lord saying? That's part of daily disciplines. Another way that we grow is through Operation Solid Lives, our discipleship process. And we're starting level three today. And we've got people signed up. And we've got people who are going to take it later. And if you've graduated level two and you haven't signed up and you want to take it today, it's not too late. Operation Solid Lives, our discipleship process, where we open up the Bible and learn from the Lord. We are taught principles of Scripture, of how to be a Christian. Why does it matter if I'm a Christian? Do I have authority? Does what I say matter? Absolutely. And this is how we grow. We're also going to grow through life and family courses on marriage, parenting, finances. 
We're going to talk about practical things in life, in parenting, in marriage, and finances, in how to get free from addictions and bondages so we can grow. Number three, we're going to go. This is talking evangelism and ministry. So first we gather and we grow, and now we go in discipleship and ministry. Mark 16, 15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so we say, Okay, Lord, we will go. We will go to Victorville. We'll go to Atalanta. We'll go to Lucerne Valley. We'll go to Hesperia. We'll go to Apple Valley. We'll go throughout California. We'll go throughout the United States. We'll go throughout the world doing what you told us to do. We are going to mobilize all believers into action. God has a plan for every single person's life. Plans for careers and jobs and plans for ministry. Every single person who's saved. God has a plan for ministry. And people who aren't yet yet saved, God has a plan for ministry when you do get saved. We're going to evangelize through discovery groups and outreaches to be able to reach people. And this will be happening in house churches, not just campuses, not just at the park. Within house churches, we'll hold discovery groups where you will be able to easily bring people in who, are, who don't know Jesus yet and help them to get to know Jesus. We will train leaders for ministry. Not everybody can go to Bible college. Not everyone is called to do the same thing. But there are so many who are called to vocational ministry, to full-time ministry. So many who are called to ministry and need training. So we will offer training in house churches through the BFAM Training Center, which Pastor Jeff and I are both signed up for. Through many different ways, we are going to make sure that you are trained to do the ministry that God has called you to do. So our new ministry model is gather, grow, and go. We will gather as believers, grow in discipleship, and go to reach unbelievers. And this is something that I want you guys to remember because it is, it, it is part of who we are now. It is part of our DNA. And so when new people come, we want them to be hearing the same things. This is what we do at The Rock. We gather as believers. We grow in discipleship. And we go to reach unbelievers. This is what we do. And so now for the 10 phase strategy. It sounds like a lot of phases. But really, they're great. And they overlap a lot, okay? Ten phase strategy to be able to do this. First, establish house church certification and training, which was done this summer. You've heard us talking about house churches and that tra- training and certification process is done. Look at that. Step phase one, check it off the list. It's already done. And do you guys know that Rockwide, 
we have nearly 100 certified house church leaders, and it is growing all the time. We are launching house churches. Number two, launch the BFAM Training Center, which has been launched. The first session has just started, so if you want to attend, I believe the next one starts in the spring, but look, check it off the list. BFAM Training Center. Number three, teach the plan. And this is the series that we are in right now where we are talking about our new ministry model, where we are talking about the strategies that the Lord has given us. Teach the plan. Who likes to have a plan in their life? Yes. Who likes to just see where the wind takes you? Some free spirits. And some people who want to know, what are we doing? How are we going to get there? And when are we going to get there? God has given us strategy. He has given us the plan of where we're going, how we're going to get there. He has given it to us. Number four, launch a fervent prayer campaign. You have heard us talking here about starting our new house of prayer ministry, an in-depth prayer ministry that is intentional, that is well thought out, that will be supporting the congregation, people as you need prayer, people you know who need prayer, and also beyond the church. Praying for government, praying for our schools. There's a lot going on in our country right now. And I tell you that there's more that can be done praying than arguing with people, because often that's what it turns into is arguing, because not everybody understands. But there's more that can be done in prayer in less time, more that we can accomplish for the kingdom, for the glory of God, and to see actual change happen in prayer than anything else, in any other tactic. And God has reminded us, pray fervently. Yes, Lord, we will pray fervently. Number five, release an effective ministry app. This ministry app is coming very soon, and it's going to be incredible. You'll have a place to fill in notes during service. You'll have a way to keep track of everything, keep everything in one spot. These um, daily videos I was talking about from Pastor Jerry, those will be available in there. You'll be able to get to services, lots of resources in this app. And so this is part of our strategy to gather, grow, and go. Release an effective ministry app. Number six, courageously invite people to house churches. We will courageously invite people to attend our house churches. Of course, within government guidelines, within what you are comfortable with in that, but nonetheless, courageously doing it. Being bold and courageous to invite someone to your home to go to church and believe that the Lord will give you favor in that. Number seven, open up campuses within the next, with this new model of gather, grow, and go. And here we are already gathered together at the park. I don't know, I would say this is reopened. We are reopened under this new ministry model to gather, 
to grow, and to go. And every other rock campus will be opening. Number eight, launch these discovery groups that we talked about earlier and outreach everywhere. Launch discovery groups and outreach everywhere. Number nine, launch city strategies. You know, the Lord gives strategies for specific areas, for specific cities, because there are different things that happen in this city, in Hesperia, that happen in other cities. And the Lord gives specific strategies to reach every area. And the Lord will give us strategies here in the high desert, in Hesperia, in Apple Valley, and in Victorville, to reach many people. And number 10, multiply house churches and discovery groups. Multiply house churches and discovery groups. So those are our 10 phases. Seems like a lot, but see how they all kind of happen? Some of them at the same time, and most of them we've already gotten through. So we are well on our way in the course of this plan, in the course of the strategy that the Lord has given us to gather, to grow, and to go, to go and make disciples of all nations. Ephesians 4.16 says to us, He makes the whole body fit together and unites it through the support of every joint. As each and every part does its job, he makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Church, you are that body that we just read about. Every person makes up a part of the body of Christ, a piece of the church, and it's up to every single person to do their share, to do their part that the Lord has assigned Before the foundation of the world, the Lord knew you. Before you were in your mother's womb, before he himself knit you together in your mother's womb, the Lord knew you. And he knew the plan for your life. And he knew exactly where you would fit within the body of Christ. And it is important that every single part does its share. If I don't have a pinky toe, which is like the smallest and ugliest of all the toes, then I lose my balance in my whole body. See, every single part does its share, and every single part is important and valuable. There is no part that is greater than any other part within this body. But it is necessary that every single one of us does what the Lord has called us to do, that we come to Jesus, we hear his sayings, and we do them. It's necessary in order for this body to work together, to be supported in every joint. Each and every part does its share. He makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. He makes the body grow. He makes the church grow so that it builds itself up in love. It builds itself up in love. So friends, we can see that darkness covers the earth if we just look at what is happening in our world right now. We see the unrest, we see the turmoil, we see how people are responding to what's happening in the world. Sometimes it seems like they're out of their mind. Like, why would you even think like that? Why would you even say that? That's not who you are. But so we see that darkness is covering the earth. And this is the strategy 
that the Lord has given us in this season as darkness covers the earth and deep darkness is covering the people. But in the midst of that church, the Lord is arising over us. The Lord himself is arising over us, even as darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness the people. The Lord arises over his church. He shines the light on the church. And so if we will do what he's telling us to do right now, gather, grow, and go, launch as many house churches as possible, the light will continue to shine, even no matter how dark it looks. The light will continue to shine because the Lord promised that when darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness the people, that the Lord will arise over you. He will shine his light on you and his glory will be risen upon you. And so now he is shining his light on us. His glory is rising upon us, church. Right now is our time to gather. It's our time to grow in discipleship, growing in him and our relationship with him. And it is time to go. To go into all the world to make disciples. To go into all the desert and make disciples. He has given us the strategy that we need right now to be able to accomplish what he's called us to accomplish. He didn't just say, do this, figure out how to get there. He said, do this, and I give you the way to get there. He goes before us. He makes the crooked places straight. And so will you today, being a part of this body, where every part needs to do its share, Will you do what Jesus is telling you to do? Will you help Jesus build his church? Will you help Jesus build his church? The time is coming for courageous leaders, for courageous people, for courageous Christians to speak up and to invite people into the love of God. for courageous people to invite people into the love of God. And so will you answer the call that the Lord has placed on us? Will you answer the call to gather, to grow, and to go? Will you answer that call to help plant as many house churches as possible? You are the body of Christ. And can you imagine as there are churches happening in houses all across the desert, how the ministry of the Lord just reaches everywhere, streams everywhere throughout the desert. This is a call that the Lord has given us to plant as many house churches as possible, to gather to grow, and to go. And so will you answer the call of the Lord today? Let's take a minute and let's respond. Just like I was teaching my son today, 
How do we hear from the Lord? We read the Bible, we pray, we sit quietly, and we let the Lord fill us up with his plan. So let's come before the Lord today to respond. So everyone for yourselves, pray and let's seek the Lord today. God, you have called us to you today. You have given us strategy to achieve the plan that you've given us. I pray for every person here that as they've come to Jesus today and heard his sayings, that every single one of us, Lord, would do what you're telling us to do. That we would, in fact, be fruitful and multiply. That we would take seriously that call that you've placed on Christians to be fruitful and multiply. That our lives would be fruitful, that there would be produce, that there would be production from our lives, fruitfulness from our, our lives, Lord. And for those today, God, that you're calling to plant house churches, I pray that every single person would respond to you today and sign up to start a house church for every single person that you've called, Lord. God, we have come to you and we have heard from you today and we will not fall short by stopping there, but we will do what you've told us to do. Lord, I pray for every single one of us as we sit before you right now that our ears would be open to hear what you're saying to us and that we would willingly respond and do what you've said to do. That we would become solid lives by following all the way through to doing what you say to do. So Lord, what are you telling us to do individually today? To start house churches, to show up and gather every week, to grow in discipleship, to take OSL, to read our Bible every day, to pray, to journal every day, to be willing to take time to sit with you every day, Lord to go into all the nations, making disciples. God, what are you saying to each of us today? I ask you to speak clearly and loudly so that we can hear you. We love you and we follow after you. And if there is something specific that the Lord has told you to do today, I encourage you to write it down in your journal, in your phone. Don't forget it. Don't discount what it is. Write it down and remember it. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've had to gather together to hear from you. We love you and we praise you and we worship you. God, I thank you for this beautiful breeze that you've given us and the outdoors to gather in. What a wonderful opportunity to be in creation, in the midst of your creation, as we worship you and hear from you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, that you have a plan for every single one of us, that you know the thoughts that you think toward us.
and that you have goodness for our lives. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.